Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority, Episode 1, the official podcast of the Detroit Red Wings. I'm Art Regner, and I'd like to welcome our first guest ever is head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blaschel. And, Jeff, I know you've accomplished and had many highlights in your life, but I would imagine this has to rank right up there. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Art, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great, uh, you know, being on this show is one of the best moments of my life, so it should be an exciting time. <laughs> you are... You, you, you're dripping with sincerity there, Jeff, and I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, I know we only have you for a limited time, so let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, when you left for the World Championships, you thought that this was an opportunity for you as a coach to learn and grow. Now that you've had a couple weeks to really look back at it, how have you changed as a coach? Well, it's it's uh, it was obviously disappointing to, to not be playing in the NHL playoffs. But I would say to anybody that's not in the playoffs, whether it's a player, or coach, um, uh, what a great experience! Um, the, the World Championships was unbelievable. It was extremely competitive hockey in 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 really charged up environments. Uh, the crowds are amazing, um, you know. So I think anytime you're faced with uh, the challenges that you're faced with in a, in a tournament of that magnitude, it's a it's a really big deal that maybe we don't understand that in the in the U.S. And, and even in maybe North America and Canada included, what a big deal it is in Europe. So I think as a coach, when you are put into different situations, you learn. And, you know, one of the things when I went from college hockey to junior hockey, um, uh, it gave me an opportunity to coach in so many so many more games. It's a learning opportunity each time. And this is the same thing. It was just more opportunities to learn. I got a chance to coach different players that, um, you know, play for different coaches, learn their styles. I got a chance to coach with uh, coaches I haven't coached with. With, uh, so it was an awesome, awesome experience. When you look at it, uh, you know, you've, you brought something interesting up. I, I've heard several players that have represented Team USA, whether it's at the junior level or at the professional level, shall we say, at the World Championships, and they always say that once they get back home, they want to bend down and kiss the ground. Uh, is, is it different being an American team, not so much a North American team, but being an American and playing overseas? Well, it's it's certainly different, you know. It's um, I think it adds to the the environment included in it. Um, I thought, uh, you know, I'm proud to, to be an American and I'm proud to represent USA Hockey. And I've had a, a few opportunities to do it. This be it the, the first time as a head coach, and I thought it was it was really amazing. I mean, our game against Russia um, was charged up. It was the the crowds were the, the Russian crowd was unbelievable. Um, it it, it um, makes you I think reinforces the pride that you have in being an American. And, and anytime you get a chance to, to represent your country, I think it does that. You know, strange tournament. You lose the first game to Germany, where you know uh, the, the you know the Germans play out of their mind. You're you're in Germany. Uh, you know, retribution maybe for the first couple of wars or something. They really wanted to beat uh, uh, Team USA. Uh, but then you put a string together. I think of what seven straight victories, and then in the uh, in the semifinal. Uh, you end up losing to Finland two to nothing. Who plays a very slow down on your style, uh, the the style that you know they just wait for you to make a mistake. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I know it was frustrating to lose that game. Yet most analysts thought that perhaps because Team USA had such a big win against Russia and you beat Sweden and you basically beat all the really good teams that you played. Uh, that, you know, a young team, because their average age was something like 22, 23, I believe, that there might have been a letdown and there was nothing as a coach that you could do when a team is collectively doesn't have it. Is that a fair assessment or, you know, were you on the bench just saying, 
trying to pump them up. Well, I think I think I guess I'd walk through the tournament a little bit. First of all, the Germany game was 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 unbelievable. The the crowd was amazing right, and, oh yeah. and uh, uh, really one of the better environments I've ever been involved in. It was like an NHL playoff game, and um, we actually played. I thought excellent in that game, but lost. It was just one of those nights where we we couldn't score, and, and I thought Grace was great. And then we went through the next. We won six straight, and in that process, we had some real good games, some some okay games. But I thought we were growing as a team uh, and getting better, and and then. We get we had a huge uh, as you talked about just a really emotional game against Russia. It allowed us to be the one seed. Um, I you know I thought it was a, a real hard pull to come out of and be the one seed with Russia in, in Sweden. Um, and and then we get into the Finland game and uh, for for whatever reason I've been in lots of situations where it's one and done. Um, whether it's a game five uh, in a in a best of five, a game seven in a best of seven, or uh, in college hockey where you play a tournament style and. and as people know, uh, in college sports, in that tournament style, anything can happen. Right. In any game, uh, every game takes a life of its own. And Finland certainly is a good team. They, they weren't a, a great team, uh, but they were a good team. And, and they, we, I thought, had our best success as a counterattacking team. We, we, we played fast. Every time other teams made mistakes, we were a real good skating team. That was kind of the way our team was set up. Our decor was real uh, offensive. Maybe at times we took too many risks, but we were a counterattacking team. Finland had no attack at all. Um, zero attack. They, they, they uh, as you said, really sit back. And uh, so I, I thought, you know, as a group, um, we just didn't have it in that game. I thought it was a, a game set up to, to be a hard game for us, for sure, given their style and, and the lack of atmosphere compared to the, the, the games we had played previous. Um, and for whatever reason, our players have played so very well for us throughout the tournament. Just, we just didn't have our A game. As a coach, uh, you, you, it, there's only so much you can do. And I think, you know, certainly we take responsibility for it. It's our, it's our job to make sure we're ready. Um, it was it was frustrating uh, because I thought we had a good enough team to win. But that is sports, and that's sports, especially when it's one and done. Well, I'll say from a Team USA fan like myself, as opposed to the World Cup, where Team USA kind of unfortunately pulled the shoe. I think this was encouraging. Too bad, you know, you're not going to the Olympics this year. But uh, it, it, it seems that the, the the young guns on Team USA that this is going and Austin Matthews didn't even play that this is going to be uh, you know Team USA's fortunes are going to be very very good. You excel at the under 18s, the under 17s, you win world championships, but it looks like it's finally going to translate to the professional level. Well, I think we took I think this team helped take a step in the right direction, and that's something I told them after that Finland game. As disappointing as it was, I think we really we went there to win gold. We believed we were good enough to win gold, and and in the end. I thought we were, um, but we didn't, and so that was disappointing. But what I said to our guys was, you know, this group I think helped Team USA take a step forward. Um, you know, we did something that hadn't been done in lots of years by winning the six in a row. Uh, I don't know if a Team USA has ever done that at the World Championship. Um, and I, I, I told it's a great group of young Americans, and, and certainly there were some guys that didn't play, um, but you know, the group that did play I thought was a great group of young Americans, and I think it, it says uh, that group of young Americans is going to win a world championship in my opinion and and you know i i hope uh, a lot of the players uh, at least the ones that play in detroit don't get that opportunity next year because we're playing deep in the playoffs but the ones that do i think the, the young americans need to or the americans in general but the young american hockey players need to continue to take pride make sure we we go over and play in the event and bring back a gold it'll be a heck of a thing when we do it 
Uh, let's look at the Red Wings here on this team. I know there was a Michigan flavor to it, and if we have time, uh, I'll, I'll get to that a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously here in Detroit, I don't want to put any things in people's minds, but there's a lot of interest in Jacob Truba. Uh, but uh, aside from that, when you look at this uh, team, uh, first of all, Jimmy Howard, who had a really good year this year, although injury did uh, sort of catch him a little bit, uh, really performed very, very well for you and, uh, you know, just picked up where he left off. Well, I thought Jimmy was, was very, very good throughout the tournament. Um, he, you know, even in the Finland game that we lost, I thought he made some big, big saves. The, the Russian game, uh, he was a big reason why we won. Made a huge save on Panera and late in the game on a breakaway. Um, I thought Jimmy looked in total control, and that's what I thought he looked throughout the year. I thought his you know, rebound control was excellent throughout the year, and it wasn't the World Championship. I thought his depth management, how far out in the crease he was in, in, based on the situation, was excellent. So he could not only make the first save but be in position to make uh, cross-ice saves, make uh, rebound saves. Um, I just thought he was in real good control. So, um, you know, I thought he built upon a, a great year, had a great end to it with, with the way that he played in the World Championships, and hopefully that's a positive thing for, for, for the next uh, season. Was he? He's the oldest player on the team. I mean, did he did he take a active leadership role on Team USA? Yeah, I think he was the oldest player by a country mile. Uh, <laughs> we, we laughed a little bit. Uh, he he took an absolute active leadership role. Um, he, he was somebody that I spoke to before we ever went over about some things. Uh, he, he you know he he's he was almost a papa bear a little bit and uh, and looked after the the, the young guys. So I, it was uh, it was he, he, Jimmy's really really a mature, uh, real real great pro. The people that were over there were, were so impressed with the amount of work that he put in on the days that he didn't play and the days he was playing. They were just very. Our coaching staff was very impressed with his impressed with his pro approach, and um, it speaks to the type of professional and person he is. Danny DeKaiser uh, seemed to have a really good tournament, also, which was, I guess, encouraging. Uh, uh, by his by his own admission, it wasn't his best year last year. You know, making adjustments. I think he, he took on a little more responsibility on the Red Wings. Uh, can you talk about uh, uh, elaborate a little bit on his game and where do you think his mindset is after having a disappointment? You finished fifth overall, Team USA, yet. You played very, very well, and he was one of the key cogs. Yeah, well, I thought Danny uh, played in the tournament and really built upon the end of the year. I thought Danny's end of the year was the best hockey he played all season. Um, I, I, I think, you know, there was, there was, I thought Danny had a good year. I thought he was thrust into, continue to be thrust into, into big roles here in Detroit, and I think that's a learning curve, but I thought he had a good year, and I thought ultimately he had a really good end of the year, and I thought he played that way over in the World Championships. I thought, um, you know, he was paired at times with, uh, with Connor Murphy and when they were paired together, uh, they, they did a real good job as a shutdown pair. One of the things that's hard to do on those types of teams when you build them is get good, uh, solid defenders. And, and, and Danny's a, a really good, solid defender. Uh, he's a good first pass guy, and I thought he did that over there. Um, I thought he was, you know, he's certainly one of our go-to uh, defensemen uh, at the end of games. We had a lead, uh, uh, Jack Capuano, uh, my assistant coach, who was the head coach for the Islanders previous, uh, put him out there in all those situations. So he was a go-to guy and again I thought built upon uh, the the end of his season here in Detroit that I thought he played very good at the end of the year. Perhaps the most encouraging sign for Red Wing fans was that Dylan Larkin uh, 
was uh, voted one of Team USA's top three players. Uh, he played very well. He was one among the assists in points and leadership. He he led in total ice time uh, for Team USA, followed by Jacob Truba, both Michigan guys, uh, uh, state of Michigan guys, although University of Michigan guys too, I guess. But anyway, my point being is is that Dylan seemed to come on at the end of the year, much like Danny. Uh, are you encouraged by what you saw from Dylan Larkin, who really, if this team's ever going to take that step, he has to be one of the guys who puts them there. Well, I thought first of all that Dylan was a, he went through some growing pains this year, but to me that's a natural thing. It wasn't something that came as a surprise to me, and and, and I thought at the end of the year he was a much more complete uh, player than he was at the beginning of the year, a better player because of that, and, and, uh, and, and I think Dylan would say the same thing, and so I thought he played great the last 20 games. We put him at center at the end of the year, and I thought he really did a good job. His defensive instincts at center um, are very good. I didn't, I, we put, tried him there obviously early in the year. That wasn't quite ready for that challenge but by the end of the year he certainly was and 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 I thought over the tournament he had an excellent tournament he was uh, uh, he was very very good now uh, he played against the other team's best players lots of shifts um, he was on our PK he was on our power play um, he took important face-offs he led us in face-off percentage uh, his motor is such that he just demands that that uh, he controls the play because uh, because of his motor and his will and determination to win uh, puck battles to win puck races and ultimately win hockey games so um, I thought it was a real good sign. I thought it was a very, very good step for him uh, leading into next year. And he's obviously an important piece of this organization. So I think ultimately, uh, Dylan, uh, to be a great player in, in this in the NHL, he's going to have to be a, a great 200-foot player. And, and, and to me, that's the best winners you can have. And he's had a great example in Henrik Zetterberg. I think he's learned a ton in two years of how to do that. Um, obviously, his first year, uh, I would say points early came easy. Um, as he certainly earned them, but, but they they, they they certainly came easy as well, and uh, now I think he's really established himself as a very, very good 200-foot player, which is the type of player you have to have to win with. When you look at him in international competition on the large ice surface, I think he's played in juniors and now as for Team USA. He's played 40-some-odd games, has 30-some-odd points. I'm going off the top of my head. Can his game translate from the big ice surface to the little ice surface uh, should is is that a problem for him simply because he is just such a speed demon? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it's this ice surface at all. I think it's. Uh, uh, you know, I think two years ago in the World Championship, I think he played a great World Championship. A year ago, um, I don't think he played as well a World Champ. This year, I thought he played a great World Championship, and, and really in a in a role where it wasn't uh, low expectations, it was high expectations, and he met them. Uh, I, I think uh, again, I think it's a process for young players to figure out how to be real good off. Offensively and be real good winners, and by winners I mean 200-foot players that do it right and don't have to cheat for offense. And uh, the way that Zetterberg and Tatsuk have done it here for years and years, and um, and, and I think Dylan's in the, was in the process of learning that. It's not an easy thing to learn. So uh, I think his game is absolutely transferable from from what he's done in the World Championships this year to next year's NHL season. Uh, I ex- expect him to, to be a real good winner. That doesn't mean I, I I'd never put a number on. I don't judge players on solely on points. Certainly we need production, but uh, do you do all the little things it takes to win hockey games? Um, I certainly look to him to, to do those things next year. Um, uh, I want to go back to, to, to the Red Wings, but I want to ask you about Peter Mrazak. Uh, you know, he came on at the end of the year a little bit too. You know, he had a uh, you know safe percentage under ninety, was not playing well. He had about a year here where 
you know, it seemed like when he hit that birthday, February 14th, he was among the goal leaders. Uh, I'm not talking last season, the season before, in like all five major categories. And then, boom, the bottom seemed to drop out. But he's a young player. Yet, in these world championships, he was benched for the Czech Republic's last game. He didn't even play. Again, and they, they started some all due respect to this gentleman, kind of a no-name guy. Are you concerned about Peter? What's going on with him? And, and you're Jeff, and the reason I'm asking you this, because you're a former goalie, and you know, you, you, know, you have that kind of odd mindset that goalies seem to have. So, uh, where, where's Peter at at this point? Well, first of all, the better goalie, or the worse goalie you are, I think the more normal you are, so I was not a very good goalie, so I'll take the claim of being normal. Uh, P- Peter, uh, you know, I can't speak. I, didn't, I wasn't in their pool, so I didn't see any of their right. games at all. Um, my, the reports that I got was that Peter played well. Um, obviously, the, the Czech coaching staff went with somebody else in the quarterfinals, but that's their decision. I never put too much into that, unless you're right in the middle of it. You just It's, it's hard to speculate. Um, Peter's a very talented goalie um, who, who has shown in, 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 I would say, uh, segments to be very, very good. He's, he's, he's had segments where he's been the, an elite goalie in the league. I think the challenge for any young player at any position, I think it's magnified at the goalie position, is to do it every single night. And, and um, I don't think that's a challenge unique to Peter, but certainly at the goalie position, it's more magnified. I think uh, it's something that he's you know, that'll be continue to be his challenge is to be you know, take those segments where he's been absolutely elite and spread them out over a larger number of games. And, and uh, I certainly think he has the ability. To to do it, um, but like everybody in pro sports, uh, him and everybody else in their team, they got to prove it on a daily basis. Well, you know, he won your championship in the AHL. He mm-hmm. won the Calder Cup, and he did it over that course of the season. I think he was in Toledo for a while. Mm-hmm. You guys brought him up, and then the Griffins took off. I mean, once he arrived, the Griffins seemed to take off. So he he is able to do it. Is it just a sense of of confidence or maturity? Um, what has to, you know, I, I guess, Jeff, I might be asking you an impossible question, but what has to click with him? Because we've seen it. We have seen it at this level. Well, and that's you know, and that's what I alluded to. He certainly has done it in in segments, and 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 he was a big piece of our puzzle when we won the championship in in GR. No question about it. There was other really good pieces as well, but he was certainly a big piece of it. Um, you know, and, and he's got the, the the ability to do it. I think again, it's a growth process, and I think part of the maturation process of any player is 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 learning the things that it takes uh, to make sure that that you're great every night. And and no one's going to be perfect every night, but you got to make sure that you're when you don't have your A game. You have a real solid B game, and and again, all those things are magnified at the at the uh, at the at the goaltending position. He's still a young guy, relatively speaking, to NHL goalies, and um, you know he's certainly got tons of ability. So uh, I, I have good faith he's going to put the work in, and and he's certainly got the ability to be a big time goaltender. All right, finally, Jeff, I because we're running out of time here because I could talk to you all day as I have in the past, but I, I, I'm real curious this off season. Uh, I've talked to coaches at this level who say I don't have a whole lot of same personnel, or I, you know, I get my feedback when asked. Uh, yet there's other coaches who say I'm constantly telling them what kind of players I need. Uh, this offseason, with 11 draft picks so far, maybe some are going to be traded away. Uh, free agency coming up. Uh, uh, how actively involved are you in trying to determine what direction this team is going to go, or are you are you like a lot of coaches who say? 
I mean, I'll give my feedback, as I said, but I, you know, I, when it comes down to it, it, that's the scouting staff and Ken Holland's job. Well, I think, I think first of all, it's, it's, it's first and foremost our pro scouting's job, uh, staff's job. Uh, Mark Howell leads a great group, and, and, it's, and they're paid to do a job, and, and they're the ones that see the players the most. Um, uh, I, Ken ultimately makes the final decisions, but, but Ken uh, uh, is a manager who lets people do their jobs, and that's their job, number one. Um, you know, I think one of the dangerous things as a, as a coach uh, is, is to, to make pass lots of judgments without doing enough work to really see the players a ton. You see them a little bit as opponents. The grass always looks greener on the other side. So one of the things as a coaching staff we've tried to do here the last couple of springs is watch a bunch of players so that when we walk into pro meetings and when we're asked our opinion, we're knowledgeable about the players. So that's what I've been doing here uh, since I've been back. That's what our assistant coaches have been doing. Um, so when I walk into the pro meetings that we're going to have next week, uh, I can certainly give my opinion. I will give my opinion, but ultimately the guys that have seen them the most are the ones that, that need to make the, the biggest pushes, and those are the, our pro scouts. They're, they're great scouts. They're paid to do a job, and, and uh, certainly they'll do it. You know, for two years you've been consistent, and I and I, I and you know you've always been honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no question. There, you know, transparency is uh, could be your middle name. You've said if we're going to get better, guys on this team, like very good players, have to be. You know, few of them have to be elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, good players have to become very good. Marginal players have to become good players. Uh, how difficult is that from your standpoint? You know what they need, but isn't it up to that player to take that next step? And do you think there's guys on this roster that can do that? Well, well, first of all, I think the, the one thing that, that needs to be said is that the, the NHL is so, so close that although we weren't a playoff team this year, I think in the in the East there was five brand-new playoff teams from a year ago that, that participated this year. So, um, you know, I don't I think it's it's small little incremental uh, uh, improvements that allow you to be a team that competes for the Stanley Cup. And, and as Nashville is showing, anybody that, that gets in has the chance to win it. Um, I think ultimately, as you said it's almost impossible in, in today's salary cap world to fix uh, any issues you have strictly through free agency and through trades it's really really hard so ultimately the the, the best way for us to improve is for those players to, to take steps and some of them are going to go from being uh, good players to, to really good players but ultimately as you said we need a couple guys to become elite and 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 you know I think this year I think Henrik Zetterberg was elite again I right. think he was one of the best players in the league um, can he do that again next year we're going to we're you know, do, do some other younger players. So I don't want to just restrict it to young players, but do uh, some other players uh, take that step and be, and be elite, elite. And, and ultimately, that, that's what will make us click. Uh, uh, certainly, it's on, it's on their shoulders to do that. It's on my shoulders to put them in the best positions to, to succeed, and it's on their shoulders to, to make that step. Jeff, uh, expansion draft coming up, all kinds of speculation. Uh, you, you know, you're going to have to leave a name goalie unprotected, obviously, either Peter or Jimmy. Uh, and but do you expect to lose a name Red Wing, a, 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 a player that Red Wing fans are going to be familiar with just by the nature of the way this expansion draft is set up? Yeah, I think the NHL set up uh, Vegas to, to have a fairly uh, good start, and, and so by doing that, I think everybody in, in the NHL is going to lose a named player. I really think that uh, they're going to lose a player that Red Wing that you know we're we're going to lose a player that Red Wing fans are going to know, um, just like Anaheim is, just like Minnesota is, just like everybody is, and and it's just the reality of the way it's set up, and and so um, it, it won't be easy. 
Uh, but it's it's just the the the, the everybody's going to have to deal with it, and and it'll be interesting over the next month to see what types of uh, moves are potentially made because of this Vegas deal. Um, as I said, we have our pro scouting meetings next week, so it'll be interesting to see what shakes out of those, and then and then you know how our decisions are made, and then um, and then what opportunities there are for movement before the expansion draft. So it'll be it'll be a fun month to be an NHL fan, and, and certainly an interesting month to be uh, an NHL head coach. How. Um eager are you to get this season back? I mean, to, to get started again and, uh, uh, you know, the, not only to go into New Little Caesars Arena, which is going to be fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, but to uh, you know, get back and start another playoff streak. Well, when you when you when you leave uh, a sour taste in your mouth like we did at the end, of, you know, without making the playoffs, you're, you you wanna you wanna get back at it. Now I think I'm smart enough to know we better take a breather here and, and enjoy. You know, I've got I've got uh, three three wonderful kids and a wonderful wife, and I'm gonna make sure I enjoy them for sure. I always keep perspective in mind, but certainly we're we're excited. We're 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 trying to find ways to get that little two percent better, and and we're gonna keep working. Is there is there things we can do systematically to maximize? our team is there things we've learned uh, about our team over the last two years that we can uh, put people in, in in continue to try to find to put people in better places to be as successful as possible those are all things that we're looking at as a coaching staff it'll be fun to be a part of the opening of little caesars arena but i think ultimately the, the most fun is winning lots of hockey games and so let's do all the work we can to make sure we're in that position all right jeff one final question and i, and I do mean one final question uh, you've excelled as a head coach at every level you've won championships at every level um, yet the levels that you were at where, you know, people would still consider maybe being developmental, whether it's the AHL or college. You're now in the NHL. Uh, is It's not a developmental league, although you do teach players something, but basically a professional coach tries to put his team in the best, his players in the best position to win. How has this transition been for you uh, uh, going from, uh, from Grand Rapids, let's say, where you were wildly successful, to Detroit, where you, it's not that you haven't been successful, yet you know you you probably by your own admission would probably say, well, you know, we could have been better. Well, our record's got to be, you know, our record hasn't been good enough. We have high expectations here in Detroit, and our record's got to be better. And and um, you know, certainly last year was was a bitter taste, uh, for, without question. Um, I think uh, I I believe I'm a better coach today than I was when I took the job two years ago, and I better be better by the end of the year. That's just the reality of coaching. You better continue to improve, and and that's just the way that I've looked at. Uh, I think any profession, but certainly coaching. Every day I wake up, I try to get better. At, at, at everything and, and so um, I've certainly learned a lot there's unique challenges in the NHL there was unique challenges in the American League there was unique challenges in college I would say one thing uh, I think development is a huge part of any team at any level uh, even the NHL it has to be we our guys our best players have to stay the best well to do that they got to be trained and they got to be coached and they got to make sure they keep getting better now the best golfer in the world doesn't quit work and he keeps developing and so we got to keep developing all our guys uh, uh, the the challenge in, in the NHL is the lack of practice time. That's the biggest challenge in the NHL for, for a coach who, who takes lots of pride in practice. So, you know, we're working on ways that we can keep getting helping our guys get better with that lack of practice time. That's probably been, you know, one of the biggest learning curves, but something that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue to, to find ways to, to do and, and, and excel at. Well, without the Olympics, the schedule shouldn't be so compressed then. I mean, that you, would you have enough practice time this season? Uh, it'll be better than last year. Last year was certainly unique with, with, the, with the World Cup and, and uh, the new five-day break. It made it very, very difficult. But there's always a, a, a practice versus rest, uh, uh, you know, balance you have to have. And, and um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's something that we're continuing to, to see and, and, and try to excel at.
All right, Jeff, thank you for being the first guest on the uh, Red and White Authority. Really appreciate it. And uh, uh, get some rest, Jeff, because uh, once it starts, as you know, it doesn't stop. So uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks, Art.